that is too funny. It's it's so true. It's so, so, so true. Oh, yeah. Well, good evening to you, Dennis. Uh, Hello, Eric. How are you? Is it a happy hour where you are? It is indeed. It is happy hour. In fact, anywhere where anyone can listen to us speak. Indeed, indeed. That's the rule. rule of the universe. Cheers to listener one and listener two. Cheers to the both of you. Uh Uh-oh, we lost one. Oh, man. Down to one. Well, she went to go get a refill, I think, on her. This new software that you uh, post for me is a little bit disconcerting because now it shows real-time listening audiences. And I just noticed in Uruguay that we went from 560 to 565 exactly three seconds after we opened. As soon as they heard your voice, they started tuning out. Yes. So, So... can't you? Do they speak Spanish there in Uruguay? What do they speak? Spanish. Ur- yes. Uruguayan or some version of Spanish? So why don't you learn it? Español. You look it up. You send me something. We'll, we'll have a little dialogue. We'll open up just for the Uruguayans. All right. I remember learning in my Spanish class in high school. We had to, I guess, memorize all the countries in the world that spoke Spanish, and so uh, we learned all about. Uh, and we learned a little bit about every every one of them, but not very much. In right. fact, in fact, I knew so little about Spain uh, when, when I was when I was when I was when I was eighteen years old. The only things I knew about Spain was, I guess maybe I remembered the foods paella and flan, and that was about it. I and you knew, uh, it, was, you knew it was near Portugal. Yeah, I, I could find it on a map, but the um, <laughs> and you know the Barcelona Olympics I was sort yes. of aware of, but Bar- uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. Barfa, Barcelona. 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 <laughs> I go to Barcelona when I'm at Rodriguez. Yes. How has your week been, young man? I don't really want to talk about it. I'm licking my wounds. I started to write a blues song the other day that I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the balcony. I'm waiting for the storm to roll in. da 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 and I hope the rain will wash and rinse my wounds and and then something about the bonds that bind me. And, you know, I'll have to, you know, remember it all or not. Right. But at any rate, um, that's just what happens. That was happy hour when I wasn't plugged in. Right. Here. Yeah, I find it. Uh, when I the couple of times I've written songs, I got to write stuff down as I as it right. comes to me. Because otherwise, it just goes away into the ether. So speaking of Spanish class, back in high school, I had a nun as my Spanish teacher, Sister Claire Francis. And she was a nun of the St. Joseph Order, who the big peak of my religious upbringing was when they switched from the old habits to the new habits. And it was too bad as Sister Claire Francis was concerned because the more you saw of her, the less you were happy about it. But the other nun we had was Sister Marjorie, who we knew was attractive in the face and mm-hmm. sweet talking with a certain odor, very not nun-like, and a vibe that was sort of like, how could I be a nun and look like this? So, and so when she went to the, net, the more modern habit, we were rewarded amply. But back to Claire Francis, who not so much. And so what she decided was apparently to put a little hat on her head with a little veil on it, the veil of representing the marriage to her with Jesus. Right. 
and in a in a simple white blouse with a tie, like a big like a French tie, sure. and a very demurring skirt, right, long. Right. But anyway, the hat was the key. So one day when we were after school, in fact, we had just finished gym class, our last class, Steve Christofik, who and I would fight all the time, he hit me, I hit him back. He started to chase me out of the gym and I ran and he picked up one of his wingtips, which is about size 11 and a half when he was a senior in high school. And he threw it at me. And as I continued running, I picked it up and ran and I ran all the way up the stairs. And when I was at the top of the stairs, I looked down and I saw Steve's head pop in the staircase and he looked back and he popped in the staircase and I looked back. And so he was doing it in such a way that I immediately figured out a pattern and I was immediately ready to drop the shoe and hit him in the head, yep. story down. He went to pop out, I dropped the shoe. It wasn't him, it was Sister Clay Francis. No. I hit her right in the head. <laughs> and I not only knocked off her little hat, but the wig that was holding it on. Oh, Showing my the God. kind of like alien-esque type bawling, oh, I forgot to shave it for the past two months look, which was shocking. We got in so much trouble. The master of discipline, a priest, the prefect of discipline. <clears throat> You dropped a sh- you dropped a, a shoe size eleven and a half shoe on a bald nun. Kind of, oh well, no. In my our defense, she was not bald at the time. It was it was it was true that she became bald as part of the event. So it was balding in many ways. So the prefect of discipline was a was a, a, a for most students a very generous and funny man who was known to have his unlit pipe upside down as he walked, and he was the head of the musicals and the director, and he was beloved for most of the students, but for me, not so much, because I had failed on my scorecard for three and a half years straight, the, the, the grade for discipline. So I was not on his A-list. Really, you? I failed it, I erased it, I wrote in an A, my parents signed it, I took it back, I erased it, I wrote in an F, I turned it in, and at one point, this prefect of discipline holds up my report card for the year where you can see through it yeah in all the places where i erased and he said this has come to my attention recently and it was the same time of this shoe incident mm. but he who had a humor and a musical talent and he was a director he's quite i like the guy but he, he didn't he didn't like me we hit off maybe briefly when i was in the musicals which is a whole nother story but for this particular meeting he says with his dry humor he hear, he, he, we come in, we all sit down, and Steve is a big dude, big, you know, he sits down and he's stifling a laugh, which is right. not good. Keeps half chuckling and, and, uh, and then Father Breitenauer looks at him sternly and he stops and it's quiet. And Father Breitner says, so, <laughs> so what's this I hear that there was assault by shoe of Sister Claire Francis? Assault by shoe. <laughs> To which Steve immediately started giggling. Right. And then Father Breitenauer looked at him. And and it went on and on. But we were we had to leave the school grounds then after that uh, incident every day. We weren't escorted, but you know You were told that after after class finished you were to no longer be on right. the school grounds. Right. So I couldn't go home because I had been kicked out of after school activities that right. occupied five or six days a week. Well I'm sure which, you on the one hand made made me make up an excuse to my parents, but on the other hand, it was a great opportunity for downtime <laughs> when I wasn't at school. Instead, I was playing pool and poker I was over gonna, at Mark's house. I was going to ask you what, guys what mischief you got up to. didn't have to leave, but were attracted to the poker game. 
and we played for we played for cash for money, right? You know, and uh, played pool, and you know, drank, and et cetera, et cetera. Back in the day, you know, uh-huh. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that was so. Sister yeah. Claire Francis did, did did us a favor, right? I mean, she introduced us to the world of uh, alcohol and drugs. It was very and poker. Brought up. I'm sure that's one of the mission statements of the sisters of Claire Francis, the sisters of Saint Joseph, that they are to lead their protege, so called, towards towards vice. Yeah. <laughs> away from virtue well done somewhere in here there's a there's a joke about waiting for the other shoe to drop but uh i can't find it i heard a pretty interesting story recently do you know the word defenestration defenestrate yes what does it mean it means i'm gonna fail this interview and not get the job <laughs> very good Defenestrate means to throw someone out a window. <laughs> and almost almost never does, at least once a year, I try and use that word. Uh, defenestrate. Defenestrate. Defenestrated, uh, defenestrating. Right, defenestration. Uh, like, my, if my kid doesn't clean up their goddamn room, they're going to be defenestrated. Or, you know, something right. like that. Uh, but there's... Uh, there's a story where that involves auto defenestration, which of course is throwing yourself out a window. Uh, and you know, I'm sure hundreds of people commit suicide that way every every year, which is not what I'm, I'm in- what, not what I'm on about. Probably hundreds around the world. Uh, but uh, there's this story of there was this there was this lawyer in Toronto. Uh, he was 38 years old. And he was giving this talk to a bunch of new interns that were that uh, were going to come in in his law firm, and uh, he's up in the twenty fourth floor of a of a bank tower, and he was demonstrating how safe the windows are in this in the skyscraper, and he went and he slammed into the window and it broke and he went all the way through and plummeted to his death. Oh in in nineteen ninety three, this was what a what a terrible terrible story. Oh, and so during the comedy hour, we'll go ahead and lay it out there, and and, and our, all of our listeners will hang up on us. Well, no, but auto dis auto disfenestration. Auto Is that correct? Auto defenestration or uh, accidental self defenestration. Yeah, in which, this case, but yeah. otherwise, so so someone shared this this article with me, and it just kind of blew my mind of what a what a fucked up way to die to to be you know doing this in front of you know interns here in your in your conference room or whatever and and be like oh see how strong these windows are and just go right the fuck through uh that's just so so, it's it's stunning it's stunning and i have to tell you that i auto disfrenestrated when i was in high school and i'm going to tell you about it is this the other shoe dropping so to speak I mentioned Sister Marjorie, who, when she shifted into the modern-day nunnery, was nothing less than soothing and pleasing. And oh my God, you're in high school, right? Uh-huh. And so she had a great sense of humor, Irish, and young. I mean, very young. I mean, I'm, we're talking in her, her young thirties, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, fresh out of the nunnery, so to speak. And we all loved her, and, and she was funny. And we could play jokes with her, and she would laugh and stuff. So there was a bunch of us wild ones in the particular class. She was a math teacher in the math class. Five or six of us guys who were kind of cut ups. We decided that 
we were going to do this thing that included and started with me getting into an argument with Sister Marjorie about some math problem and the way she treats us and, and how it just is, is, I can't handle it anymore. Uh-huh. And then as I give the speech, the other boys would organize the rest of the class, which is only 16, 18 people, right. to start saying the phrase like a chant, driving him crazy, driving him, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember exactly what. And as they did it, though, they started moving all the desks in the room to put Sister Marjorie in the back corner behind her desk. Okay, So this is all orchestrated. Yes. Now, in this classroom, there were radiators and windows alternating on the side of the building, and we weren't on the—the the, the first floor of the building was actually a half floor, so the first floor of the building was a floor and a half, so that's where we were. And there were very big windows that were six feet, and they were two, three feet, maybe three feet, off the floor of the room, but they were four feet wide. They were 48-inch windows, and so as the class was doing the chanting and I started saying, much more aggravated, I can't take it, I can't take it, I threw open the window and threw myself out of it, and she had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> right. Well, then it, it then it exploded into God knows what. I I had been practicing for a couple of days before Landing. on my right. toss, a land and roll, right. so that I could absorb it, and it, it was perfectly executed. I was as nimble as could be. I was like five foot two inches tall. You know, I mean, I could probably wow. raised up by the uh, winds that might have caught me on the way down, but. And so, yes, auto disin... Defenestration. Yes. Auto dis... That might be the title of the episode, but do it with a, in parentheses, the phonetic spelling of the word. Boom. Listeners in Uruguay skyrocket. And Paraguay. We don't, you know, Uruguay, we never talk about Paraguay. Yeah, it's, it's Uruguay's... Uh little twin there and well let's hope let's hope with more listeners let's we should start to hone this we know we've got listeners there we need to we'll have to start we need ad- to do some research we'll have to start advertising in in we can buy a billboard in paraguay Spanish. <laughs> hey happy hour so I, saw I saw something the other day that reminded me of something that i never use facebook but somehow i did connect with the facebook because of uh, because of the hilarious uh, irish irish weather report that i in fact have shared uh, several times. Once, uh, twice actually, at an Irish bar that I frequent that sells Smittics, um, uh, O'Duffy's Pub. Is this the? Over, did I send you this video? Yeah. Yeah. Irish. The Irish I'll, weather. I'll, I'll post that in the uh, in the so show notes. The, the first time I showed it, they weren't Irish. They thought it was humorous. The second time I played it, it was a table full of Irish people who had been drinking for another forty-five minutes, uh-huh. who were already laughing loudly in the bar. Rain. Pelting down from fucking all sides on top of us. No let up, you'll be drowned to the fucking bollocks. Look in the Midlands, you get a little bit of relief for an hour or so, but that's about it. I'm advising you not to go out. Look on Monday. I know how you want to get the fucking kids to school. Thunder, lightning, rain, pissing, flooding, you fucking name it. Everything on fucking Monday. Big dirty wind coming in from the west. Look at it. Up in the southwest winds. They'll fucking cut the bollocks off you walking to school. They'll turn umbrellas inside out. They were rolling. (laughs) Rolling. So I was so impressed with it that uh, the next day, which was yesterday, when I went to this other uh, place that sells a nice uh, uh, Irish beer upstairs in the balcony where I was writing the blues song, in fact. Uh-huh. Um, you hear that? What's your dog's name? I don't have a dog. <laughs> That's right. Well, you've got That's a bark. You heard it. 
Hmm. So where was I? You were up in the balcony at the Irish place writing the blues song, talking something about the weather report. Oh, the Irish, the Irish, the Irish weather report. Yes. Which you'll be posting. I got it. Okay. At happyhour.fm slash zero two four, because we have done as many episodes as there are hours in the day. Wow. Imagine that. I know, right? It would take a whole day to binge. We could, we could, you could listen. It would take a whole day to listen to everything we've done. Sell tickets for that. Turn into a beer festival. Yes. So anyway, back to the Irish, Irish um, news uh, weather report. In this restaurant, inside, was a woman whose name was Reagan, and I had met her before I was there. She was a server and obviously very Irish, and I gave her my best Irish lilt, which she thought was impressive. Um, but I said, hey, you got to hear this Irish weather report. And she says, what now? She's really sweet. What now? I said, you need to really hear this. This is so funny. Hold on and one I second. Mean, keep that in. <laughs> That's good. There was, you have dogs, I have elephants, you know. Fucking musical. And so I had my phone, and my phone to me is notorious for not being loud enough to hear it. When I was playing the Irish Weather Report at the bars, I had to turn it up loud, and then I had to move it toward their ears so they could hear it. Right. So I didn't want to make the mistake here, so I turned it up as loud as it could. And much to my dismay and her absolute terror, the Irish Weather Report opened up in full blare in this quiet restaurant where people were dining. <laughs> and the, what you hear blaring out of the phone is, oh, and tomorrow going to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> it's not shit. And she just went, oh, my God. And she said, oh, oh I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. Hey, poor Reagan. And, and I turned it quieter, and I walked out of the place, and I thought, what did I just do? Now, these people looked up, but I don't think they could hear it. Yeah, they were Most just... Your bollocks are ready to be pilted. Well, fuck them, there's a rebel. Yes. Very funny. Excellent. Did you hear that he called out a fat guy in the audience? It's like, fuck. are you fucking kidding me? You blobby bowl of fucking bullshit jello? You sack of shit in a fucking suit with an orange fucking wig on? Are you kidding me? You're calling somebody fat? Wow. Oh, my God. Classy. Classy. To the looking glass world do you live in? So picture that as him saying it when he, you know, like, somebody would imagine him saying it when they're, when they're high. Right? right. Oh, man. Look at that guy. He's, he's really fat, man. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I, am I fat? Yeah, so am I, man. Hey, so, so is that guy in the mirror. That guy's got a serious weight problem. Go home, start exercising. Right. Yeah. Play Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror. Stick that in your show notes, baby. You ought to play it right now. And yes. stop, play it. Intersperse this with a little music like I did. What do you think about the contest idea? You want people to uh, to call in and do their best. Yep. Michael well, Jackson. We're going to start with you. And we're going to do it on the air live tonight. You get the benefit that they won't of being able to sing it along with Freddie Mercury. And uh, just let me know when you're ready or if you're not ready, and we'll give it a shot. So when he starts to sing, you need you can you can sing with him, and that'll show people what what we um, what talent what we're looking for in the right. in the talent. Yeah, I don't know about that. You uh. I'm just a poor you missed boy. your mark. 
You missed your mark. I'm, I'm just a poor boy. <laughs> well, that's right. We know that's what you're supposed to say, but... Ah, just a po' boy. Oh, shit, I'm going backwards. Well, it's technology. It's always tech. I'm not a tech guy, as you know. Well, anyway, we'll think about that for future episodes. We'll get that synced up so you can practice in the mirror because we should film it and then have a video version ready to go. All right. And we'll do the blurred background thing that you did once. Yeah. Where I don't, you know, let's do that and then throw some stardust in there coming off your head or something. Well, it's already kind of coming off your prosthetic ankle, as usual. My Attractive as ever. My proboscis, yes. Yes. So anyway, I said the other day that, that I saw it on Facebook, your caricature. Yes. That is your uh, page. And I think that that's one half of what our little uh, podcast poster needs to look like. That was drawn by my aunt. Then have your aunt draw one of me. My and we're, she she uh your aunt or your aunt aunt where you from Indiana may, aunt may, maybe uh, my from Ohio my father's brother's wife uh, she for Christmas cards sometimes she will send us a little card where she has drawn our family of. Uh, based on some photo that she's seen. There you go. And it's it's it, that particular image, um, which I will share in the show notes, is very much like, like it the, the, It really captures me, I think. Right. Um, so we'll get a shot. We'll go for it. Yes. I'll have to send her a picture of you. Yeah. Yes. I've got one to send you. So. Yes. Well, okay. In the spirit of your children's story of two episodes ago of Eric the Chipmunk, oh. <laughs> uh, I I have a story to tell. I have part two, by the way. Oh well, there's more, but go ahead. Uh, hold on to that. Well, well, that'll be the next chapter. Um, I have a story about Dennis the Chick. <laughs> my my kids are currently spending the summer uh, with my in-laws with their grandparents in, um, in Southern Spain. And one Friday at the local town market, uh, they were selling little baby chicks. Uh, and the, the kids really, really liked it. And so my mother-in-law bought them a chick. We'll call him Dennis. And he, Why? he, he was just so, so well, because the chipmunk was named Eric where the chipmunk is the, the chick is Dennis because you're, oh, because you're cause that's, oh, you're yellow that's and fluffy. Because that's <laughs> and you and you go cheap 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 all the time. Because because you, you don't like to spend money, so you're always saying I'm, cheap, I'm, cheap, I'm cheap, only cheap. fluffy. I'm only fluffy down there, as you well know, big boy. But yeah. nonetheless, well, anyway, uh, so here's they the, here's the chick. They had this little this, this little baby chick, and uh, we my wife and I went down to see them last weekend. Um, and so we got to meet this little chick, and he was just so so cute. He he would follow everyone around. Anyone anyone that moved, he would race after you and follow you around. So you had to be really careful where you stepped. If you took a step back where you had come from, you need you needed to look where you were stepping. Right. And also he, well, I'm I'm saying he. Uh, it turns out sexing a chicken is really difficult. Like it's really hard to tell. 
There are there are. If, if anybody would know that, I, I imagine it would be you. There are just, no. I'm there, not surprised that this is one of your areas of expertise at all. There, there are professionals. Go ahead and enlighten us. Because in, in the, the reason you had to move overseas. Go ahead. In the chicken industry, it's really important to determine the the boys from the girls because one of them is going to be able to produce more more chickens, and the other is, uh, you know, good for meat, and. So there are there are there are people that are professional chicken sexers. I I, I I'm sure of this. Anyway, uh, we're gonna call him he because his name is Dennis, and um, and also all nonstop he would be like chip 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 chip. He just would not shut up, much like his namesake. And the um, and he, he he was just so cute. We 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 all really liked him a lot. And then one evening we all went out for a walk. And we didn't lock him up into either the bathroom uh, or to a little to a little shed. And we came back, and Dennis was gone. Oh no! Disappeared. We're, well, or dead. Well, there are cats that jump around in that area, sort of stray feral cats, and we're pretty sure a cat got Dennis. And took 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 him. Yeah, away. yeah, probably and ate him. Probably not off. to. Uh-huh. Yeah, to live a happy cool. life. Cool. Well, that's that's and, a and my, that's a great that's a great cheery story. My, my kids would like that. My, Do they eat cats in Uruguay? My 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 kids were were quite devastated. Oh, I would, uh, I would as was the whole family. Although you know the, the 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 adults were like you know oh well we lost a, we lost a chicken, but my kids really really loved little Dennis and uh, and oh. were were quite oh. uh, quite distraught. But you so know the, we... the whole. The whole thing about having pets as a kid, one of the benefits is learning how to deal with grief and loss and stuff where True. you, uh, you know, your goldfish dies and you learn about how, how that is. But anyway, that's my, that's my story. Dennis, the chick. So uh, chipmunk part two. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Previously yeah. on Eric, the chipmunk. Eric. <laughs> So Eric the chipmunk's stiff, swollen body Purple. that had drowned in the painter's cleaning fluid bucket yes. was left in the bucket. I wasn't about to remove the body. It wasn't my bucket. It wasn't my responsibility. And so, Would you say that he was marooned in the bucket? <laughs> it wasn't that purple paint, so yes. Okay. Bluish after a week and uh, preserved, preserved, absolutely preserved. Mummified. Yes, and so Mummy Chipmunk. the painter comes by, Mike comes by and says, hey, look, look what happened. And I said, yeah, I know, I know about it, poor little Eric. <laughs> and he says, news news he of says, Eric's demise has, has says, reached Uruguay already. He says, he says, Eric? <laughs> and I said, and I said, yeah, and he said, he said, you named him? <laughs> and I said, I said, I waved it off and I said, only after he died. <laughs> and he said, huh. And, you know, and I was busy. He was busy. We, we parted company. And so that's only the first part of the story. Later in the day, I was leaving my home office, going out the back door where, where Mike was working. And by his side was the blue buckets, you know, full of liquid. And I looked at him and I looked at the bucket and he said, yeah, I took, I took Eric out and I just added a bunch of bleach. And I said, I said... And you're still using it to clean your, your, your brushes. brushes. And he says, he says, 
oh yeah he said bleach is powerful <laughs> i said oh man don't don't empty it let's start over you know so, so eric, he, he thought that was very funny and he laughed eric didn't get a proper burial then well we don't know we don't know what he mike did. did he might have so i'll, I'll ask hole. i'll just say so what'd you do with eric i, I suspect that what he did because of the stench coming from our garbage can in our back porch right did he wrap a little eric in a bag and stuck a little eric in some you know plastic container of some kind and put him in my garbage can right and then after decomposing for a while no longer completely embalmed from the right. oil-based stuff that poor little eric drowned in falling off the shelf where he gorged himself with seed dying a full and somewhat close to happy death though I'm sure as he was clawing his way, trying to get out of the slick walls of the plastic bucket, that it was pretty terrible, but it didn't last long. Glub, glub. You know, and then what? You know? So, hey. So, listen. everyone, tune in next time. Don't think about it. For part three. I don't want you to think about it. So, I'll ask him. We'll see. Next time we'll on see. Eric the Chipmunk. Yeah. Which they can, they can, they'll be able to listen to that. Where? At happyhour.fm. Obviously. That's where everyone goes to have fun on the internet. Chipmunk is a is a particular species where popular culture has given us three male names: Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Alvin. And so it was very creative of you to to go out out of those break through those walls and give him a proper just masculine name like Eric. Eric. Eric the chipmunk. And that's spelled E-R-I-K. Yep. Not to be confused with E-R-I-C. K, like chipmunk. Right, exactly. Chipmunk, M-U-N-K. Exactly. Eric the chipmunk. K-K. Eric. Monk. Known chipmunk. K-K-K. No. Well, I don't know. Can chipmunks be racist? I don't know. Can they vote? It wouldn't matter. It would be too hard to register. Yeah. Plus, they have those 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 really high voices. And well, you know. I think that one of the things that I want you to put in the show notes is I want you to take what you just did, and I want it to be repeated and woven together with twenty five voices all saying that simultaneously, and put that in the show notes. Like a chorus and, of chipmunks. Yes, that voice you just did that little snippet, right? And just twenty-five times over. Will you do it? Probably not. Fuck. I'm just a do? poor boy. You know. <laughs> okay, that's the beginning of the audition. You just <laughs> somehow, somehow, it was less Freddie Mercury-like and more Eric or Alvin the fucking show. Is this the real life? <laughs> Is this just fantasy? <laughs> Alvin! Oh, poor Eric. Oh, Eric! May he rest in peace. <coughs> yeah. Oh, well. This week I've been... I There's stuff that happened in my personal life where something that I wanted to happen didn't happen. And so when I'm telling people about it, uh, they're commiserating, blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling them, you know, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And I say, but you know what they say? When one door closes, another door opens. And as they're saying, yeah, that's right. And I say, besides that, 
it's a good car. And they, without exception, think it is very funny. <laughs> because it's, it's an honest thing. I'm bringing them in to this thing that's personal. Yes. And, uh, and, it, and it just works. And the other day I added, um, you know, one door closes, another opens. And that's what they said about my father who, who built sheds. And it didn't work because I did it wrong. <laughs> and they were like, well, that's interesting. See ya. And they hung up as if to say, this is deteriorating. Yeah. This, we're turning into old man ranting. Hmm. Do you have any more Catholic school stories? That that was that was oh, good stuff. Oh, oh. A, a wealth, an absolute wealth. So here's one. So you have more than none? <laughs> oh yes, and so there was another uh, uh, nun who I haven't mentioned yet, named Sister Dorothy, who looked very much like the witch in the Wizard of Oz. And this, that's ironic. Therefore, oddly named, right? As the you know the, the witch's protagonist, right? In this case, but she looked you know, and so there was it was an odd a beginning point. She went from old nunnery habits to new nunnery habits. And as we suspected, so so can you teach a dark. can you teach an old nun new habits? <laughs> <laughs> this that's probably so. Listen, that's you know that's that's actually moderately clever. That is track it back. So this is episode twenty four. The last time you were that clever was episode three. I remember that. Yes, that was <laughs> a good episode. No, you don't remember it. You don't because you you don't have the capacity. No. I'd, but, but at any rate, here's Sister. Dorothy. I can't remember the beginning of this one. So, of what? Right. What? You, right. <laughs> anyway, here's Sister Dorothy, and she, like Father Brightenauer, is the prefect of discipline, but only for the women, for the girls. And so, I'm wait, a chess wait, club. Wait, wait, wait! I have a question. What does prefect mean? Prefect. You'll have to score it up at Wikipedia. But a prefect is like the Wickle, director. Wikipedia. Wickle. <laughs> Wickle. A wicked. Wikipedia. The, the wicked. So she looked Wikipedia. like she looked like the wiki witch of the west. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Tell me about Dorothy. Here we were. Here we were after school, all ganging around, and I'm in the uh, chess club. Even though I didn't know how to play chess, and even though I couldn't play and I had to play because, but I never won a chess game. They elected me president because they liked me. They didn't have anything to do with chess, and the people were good at chess. Didn't like me at all. They didn't like me at all. Didn't last long because I was I was uh, struck down from the my prefect of discipline. The other story about the shoe. But back to the nun, the female prefect of discipline. She came into the room, and there, one of my wait wait wait. Oh, let me classmates, hold on. Let me stop you there. So, someone that didn't know anything about anything got elected president. Yes. Okay. Good. Continue. Hey, that seems. You know what? That seems. This is before it's time. It's not really this plausible, 19, but this is like this is 1969. This is 1969. Okay, we'll we'll just pretend like that could actually happen. Continue. So, my my, my friend sitting on my lap, and the nun came in. Sister Dorothy came in, and clicked her heels, and told her to get off my lap, and then said, "Come to my office immediately." And brought the girl into her office and told her this: When you sit on a man's lap, in that part of your body is near that part of his body. That's called fornication and intercourse. And my, Just being my, near. Classmate, my classmate said, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, 
we were sophomores, and she already knew through her own practice, which, of course, is one of the reasons I love having her on my lap, which little did she know that in my mind, maybe these things crossed my mind. But at any rate, she says this, but she's written up. She's, she's given disciplinary demerit for not only sitting on my lap inappropriately, but also for talking back and saying, uh, no, it's not. Right. But that's the atmosphere of the, of, of the school. So in the fact of the matter is, poor sister, she didn't know. She didn't know that, 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 no, no, that thing that you did once when you were 12 or whatever. She, act, she actually believed what she was saying, you're saying. Oh, there's no doubt. Wow. No, there's, no, she's not, she's incapable of bullshitting. No, this is her life. So repressed that, that you think just being in the general vicinity is, uh, is sex. Wow. So we had this, uh, we had this priest. And this priest was Italian, right? And uh, I remember his name in a minute. Did he walk uh, into a bar with a rabbi? Risotto. Father Risotto. So he, like, uh, like, the, like the rice? Uh, well, if you'd like. All right. Whatever else you remember. Sounds like an that. Italian name you just made up, but go ahead. So short dude, you know, Italian, talks Italian, et cetera. The priest dressed in their black suits, you know, with their little white dentist uh, looking uh, collar that they have on. And he was funny. And he was always fresh with the girls, and he was known for it. And as an Italian man, he was like, you know, uh-huh. making jokes. And there was stuff that the girls said. And it was always maybe a bit of a problem for him, but not that I remember, because I just liked the guy a lot. Everybody did. But he didn't like me that much because I was a Polish German kid, and he liked the Italian kids. Right. He was 100% Italian. But he's fiery, right? And et cetera, et cetera, the Italian image. So here he is in the faculty at the same time, Sister Marjorie D. Habits. So one point in my senior year, the rumor goes around that one of the kids in my class that was driving drove by the cemetery up the street from the high school and saw on the cemetery grounds Father Risotto and Sister Marjorie making out. Wait, define dehabits. What? That you said that Sister Marjorie dehabited. Dehabited. Well, she took off her old habitry and her uh, her scarf and her scowl and her bib uh-huh. and she replaced it with the new stuff which was uh, yeah, yeah, you showing mentioned. her hair and right, her right, right. Mm. and a, a, not a collar but, a, but a, a big floppy tie of some kind and, right okay okay but, but she, you know i mean this she was built like a shit brick house and so father risotto and her making out and, and and then later sister marjorie left and it went around that she left the nunnery and father risotto was in trouble wow father might have become a father <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it went that far. No, I don't think. I don't think the father got the first base. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> it was make, enough that they were kissing. Making out is first base, right? Well, maybe to you it is, but right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be so much of that. The whole repression of all sexuality must make. Uh, yeah, how'd that work for him? Yeah, worldwide. How'd that work for him? Did you see, uh, you could do a clip of this, uh, three billboards outside LB, uh, uh, Missouri. Or, yes, I saw that movie, yep. And so the the, uh, the talk she has with the priest, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before. I don't think the, so. So she goes back to her house, and there's a priest there, and her son is there with the priest and says, hi, Mom, look, you know, look who's come to, to visit. And uh, he says, you know, uh, we in the church have been talking and we think we really need to you know take down those billboards or whatever and she launches into what your show notes will show which is this 
wonderful speech about being in a gang and everybody in a gang is like, you're me, I'm you, we're together, you do something, I'm responsible, and that you're in a gang. And as far as I can tell, you know, you fuck little altar boys. And that's your gang, so don't you dare come in here and talk to me about what I'm doing, and you can just get the fuck out of my house. You know what I was thinking about today? I was thinking about those street gangs they have down in Los Angeles, those Crips and those Bloods. And I was thinking about that bunch of new laws I came up with in the 1980s, I think it was, to combat those street gangs, those Crips and those Bloods. And if I remember rightly, the gist of what those new laws were saying was, if you join one of these gangs and you're running with them, and down the block one night, unbeknownst to you, one of your fellow Crips or your fellow Bloods shoot up a place or stab a guy, well then, even though you may not know nothing about it, and even though you may have just been standing on a street corner minding your own business, what these new laws said was, you're still culpable. You're still culpable by the very act of having joined those Crips and those Bloods in the first place. Which got me thinking, Father. That whole type of situation is kind of like you church boys, ain't it? You got your colors. You got your clubhouse. You're, for want of a better word, a gang. And if you're upstairs smoking a pipe and reading your Bible, while one of your fellow gang members is downstairs fucking an altar boy, well, Father... Just like those Crips and just like those Bloods, you're culpable. Because you joined the gang, man. I don't care if you never did shit and you never saw shit and you never heard shit. You join the gang, you're culpable. And when a person is culpable to altar boy fucking or any kind of boy fucking, because I know you guys didn't really narrow that down, then you kind of forfeit the right to come into my house and say anything about me or my life or my daughter or my billboards. So why don't you just finish up your tea there, Father, and get the fuck out of my kitchen. Powerful. Tribalism morality is, uh, yeah, there, I, for sure, other people in the, in the church must, but it's like the, it's like how Republicans feel about Trump, right? how some decent people that are also Republicans uh, feel about Trump is they, it must be just, they, they hate what a, what an asshole he is, but he's there. He's on their team. He's their, he's their asshole. He's their quarterback and you've got to support uh, just for the team. Yeah. It, uh, it must, it must be tough. I mean, I remember when Bill Clinton was, was caught being, uh, not a good person. Uh, how I I had I I was still young and I was still a little too young to actually firmly agree with it either political party. But uh, I remember thinking, you know, being an apologist for for his shitty behavior. Yeah. Well, and it is disappointing again and again and again and again, and, and it just happens for people. I mean, the you know the, the travesty of the, the comedian in the Senate. Um, who resigned as a result of his on-camera. Yes. Um, when you think about all of the folks that have, you know, the Clintons and the Trumps and all that stuff, and you think about some of those caught up in that, and the people that I work with here in the state and then at the National, like Senator Al Franken, who was so fucking wonderful. Yes. Who was he, so articulate. 
and with a sense of humor and wouldn't back down and and was he was funny yep. and the stuff that he did and it's like stupid high school pictures because that's what's funny is that high school pictures are funny and not appropriate and not good and blah 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 and yes shaming and embarrassing and stupid and worthy of deep denigration and, and punishment and, of some kind well and, but and really and it's worthy of a worthy of a huge honest apology but to totally throw in the towel and because he had he well he had he could do so much women, he could do so much good the women senators decided right that he would go and he went he wrote and now and now they're like hmm huh yeah it would be nice to have him back Huh. Yeah, there was a really good um, article, which I can't find at the moment, but I'll, I'll post in the show notes, where uh, somebody went recently, a couple months ago, to interview him at his, at, his, at his home and just rehashed all of the, uh, you know, apparently he, everywhere he goes, people are like, hey, man, I wish you hadn't resigned. Yeah, right. Which right. which has well, got to just be the worst punch to the gut that you can get after yeah, right. throwing away your well, political there's, career. There's some talk about maybe a comeback. Well, and speaking about Franken, uh, I was always uh, a fan before bad things came out of Anthony Weiner. He was always uh, well spoken and just really, well, really yeah. putting putting people's seat to the fire. The but, shit he did but, was but way weird. But that's way. I, I agree that he should not be in public. The office. only thing Franken could have done to top Wiener was to show a picture of his penis wearing a fucking cowboy hat, <laughs> and and compare what compare what 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 Franken did to what Wiener did. I mean, oh my no, god! No, no, I I, I I I don't think they're. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you're suggesting that. I'm just right. Opining that it's hugely different. Well, and that's a that's a big that's a big problem with this. Um, I think it was Matt Damon briefly came out and, and said, uh, okay, look, it's one thing to, yes, to, 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 to slap a waitress's ass. And it's a different thing to do what Harvey Weinstein did, where you right. have to give me oral sex or you're not going to be in my movie. Right. Uh, and rape and, and rape and, and everything. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but there's this, um, there's this, and, but he immediately had to back down because the right, the, right. the 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 left uh, really jumped on him like uh, for trying to draw some some distinction like right. you know you got your on your one hand right you, right, right right he was yes yeah and predictably and he said as much I, I think what's 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 frustrating is the message getting sent out right now seems to be to 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 young men or to all men that if you deny it then you get to keep abusing your power. And if you and if you own it, then you're going to lose everything. And and that's not, uh, you know, that's that's not a that's that's not uh, we, we got to somehow figure out kind of our appetite for retribution. Like, I, I just think these things do happen on a spectrum. Like there's a difference between, you know, what Al Franken was accused of and what Harvey Weinstein is. Right. Right. And like you like you can't compare Bill Cosby to Louis C.K., for example. Those are right. totally different offenses, right? Um, but it, it, it's it's a tough. And he was weird shit too. I mean, well, yeah, for sure. Really, I mean, come on, cat.
follow up on your bat. How's your bat doing? So I walk by the sliding pocket door two or three times in the dark every day when I get up and I shrink and I enter the room in trepidation and so far I've been rewarded with nothing but clear space. And every time I do that, I reinvigorate the image of the bat going in there, which gets larger and larger. <laughs> so at this point, the wingspan is almost like two feet. Right. I glance over it now and I can see, you know, next it's going to be fucking Bruce Wayne. I mean, it, that yeah. would be an improvement. Right. You know, whatever. But so I wish you'd quit asking about it because it only makes me think about it more. It's, it's bad mojo. Is that why you're wearing the, the, the Joker clown makeup? <laughs> have, you, have you seen that there are two Joker movies coming out at the same time with different actors? I know that the uh, Joaquin Phoenix is yeah. going to be a... It already is just in the promos a stunning achievement. I just can't wait. He is one of my favorite actors of all time. He, he goes deep. I think one of the best... One of the best actors of our time. Yeah, I think possibly so. A, a phrase I use only occasionally, but uh, he is, from what I've seen, I, I can't wait. Now, he lost 50 pounds for the role, and he worked on the laugh. And there's an article that you can find and you can post it I, was on, the, on the net that was just into the characterization and what he did. And it took weeks and months yeah. and how he got there. And it all started with losing 50 pounds. And he said, when you don't eat, your movement toward depravity is like fast and very curious. <laughs> Yes. You know, and, and so, yeah, well, I can't wait. Speaking of extreme weight loss for a role, his, uh, the other Joker he's competing with is Jared Leto, who lost a whole bunch of money to win his Oscar, I think, for Dallas Buyers Club. Um, so, but the, from what I've heard, the, apparently uh, Joaquin's Joker is maybe a, pre, a prequel, like that's, he yes. he inspired the Joker yes. that later yes. Yes. later in the story Batman meets. Yes. Um, so it's not such a uh, such a departure. But yeah, I, I I heard somebody say I watched the Joker trailer. It wasn't funny at all. <laughs> it's like I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, we'll Good talk night. to you next week. Man. Bye, man. Bye. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.